CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Buddy presented by DraftKings. Technical difficulties, but we're going to get Mike Palm, Circa the D, Golden Gate, VP of Ops. You can find Mike Palm on Twitter, at Mike Palm Circa, of course. Dustin Sweetelson live downtown Las Vegas at the D, flanked by Mr. Palm. We've got Palm versus the big guy coming up in just a bit. Check one, two, Michael Palm. Can you hear us? No, not yet. We're working on it. I, I was nervous because I was talking to him this whole time, and even though we're not that far apart, you have to hear everything in the headphones at this point. I thought he was just ignoring me. I don't think he's ignoring you. He <laughs> no, he said he didn't hear anything. In, he continues <laughs> to sit in silence as we await the presence of one Mike Palm. Now, speaking of Palm, Circa and Jeff Benson posted this earlier today. So, Circa, right now, if you want to bet on, of course, one and two, Purdue or UConn to win the national championship this year. You can go yes on them at plus 260, Dustin. You can go no. So the field is minus 330. So that's a little bit of a special over there at UK, excuse me, at Circa for the college basketball tournament forthcoming. It looks like Palm's giving me the hand. He probably had something to do with it as it, far as the, those odds. Plus 260, yes, Purdue or UConn to win a national championship. So you get the two of them, or you can take the field at no minus 330. Oh, man, it's such a tough bet, though, because only one of those teams can actually win the title because one of them's coached by Matt Painter, so they're completely out of it at this point. <laughs> the, 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 the Painter hate the Painter hate <laughs> continues. I, the, but interesting, though, because Benson just posted it right before the show started. Circa, again, Purdue, oh. UConn, yes, plus 260, no minus 330. We have Mike. Oh, wait, his he mic's do. not open yet because Sean's out here fixing the cable. Hold on. <laughs> He's, we're not going to be able to hear you now, Mike. Let's He's go. Up. Mike, you're up. Speak. Let's go to the try shot so we can at least can watch Mike. Can I write Mike. the answers? I'll write the debate answers Yeah, can you, can, can you do it like Pictionary. Braille? I'm drawing a is picture. Bra is Braille possible? It's a Bert Hi, Mike. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Patrick. It's a real honor to be here with you and Dustin again. I heard something about... Uh, painter hate. I guess that's a Purdue topic. Listen, I grew up, uh, you know, I'm born in 73 and grew up through the 
best era of basketball in the Big Ten in, in the 80s. Gene Cady never took a team to the Final Four. It's not just Matt Painter. This, this school has just never gotten it done. And we watch each year they play Russian roulette with whether they're going to lose to a 12, a 13, a 14, a 15, or a 16 each year. Well, you guys just posted this over at Circa. I don't know if you had your hands in the pot, but a little special here. Purdue-UConn, yes, plus 260, no, so the field minus 330, Mike. Mm. To me, that's just UConn, so why don't you just bet UConn at 6-1 at to one or whatever you can find him at, because I, I draw a line through Purdue. Anybody, out that, on anybody that has a five that plays out around the three-point line, Edie's useless against. That's how you beat this team, and, and they're going to run into one of those somewhere along the line trying to win six games. So it's just you. Get, like UConn, Arizona, to me, would be more interesting, or even Houston. And where are you on Houston? Obviously beat out Iowa State at home. They're great at home. It's a great defensive team. They do have lulls offensively. They're 9-1 to one right now, national champion. Well, you can pencil them in on the Elite Eight line, right? But where do they go after that? Um, I was impressed. I took, look, I guess everybody at the network took, took nine and a half, nine or eight and a half, right? And we all kind of got lucky and got there. But um, look, Iowa State held their own on the board, but they, they turned them over so often. And that's a very well-coached Iowa State team, T.J. Otzelberger, who coached here at UNLV, um, and very consistent, a good road team. I was very impressed with Houston. I mean, they're dynamite in the Fertitta Center. I, I think you have to say they'll make a deep run. How far can they go? But they're like a good, a good bet if you can find, you know, and there's so many different options for March Madness. Find a will they make the Elite Eight at a minus price. I would, I would bet that. I, I, there's a team down there at 18 to 1 that you know well because yeah. of your connection with Dean Smith. I, I wonder, and you've told the story, and maybe we can get in a bridge version here of what happened with you and Dean Smith, which is awesome. But I wonder, did you ever kind of adopt North Carolina basketball because of your interaction with Dean Smith? Oh, sure. I was a huge North Carolina fan. Every year they got eliminated when Smith was the coach was a hard day for me. It took me a while to get over it. Um, and even when Bill Guthridge was there, Doherty kind of soured everybody. Um, and then you, get, you got behind Roy when he got it rolling. But you know, I would say that was my, for, for most of my life, that was my college basketball team. I don't know if they're consistent enough. This ACC is awful. This might be the worst mm -hmm. ACC we've ever seen. I mean, like, Virginia's the third best team, and they might not score 40 tonight, right? So um, I, just don't, I, th I just don't think Duke and Carolina, even though they play decent teams in the out of conference, they haven't had to go through it night in and night out through that whole conference schedule. So I don't think an ACC team makes the Final Four. And for new listeners or viewers of VEASAN, back in the day, Mike Palm fired off a letter to Dean Smith and guess what happened? He got a letter back. He got a response, which is pretty damn cool, right? Yeah, with their yearbook. I have to tell you, that first picture he sent me, I believe I was nine at the time. On my 10th birthday, my aunt made a cake with that picture in the center of it, right? With the, the cake designer put that. I have it from Happy Joe's Pizza in Dubuque, Iowa. I'll find that picture and send it to you guys. You can, you can put it up there next week. I put it on Facebook. But there I am at 10 years old. You know, uh, it's a really cute little boy uh, with that big, <laughs> big fan of Dean Smith. I bet the cake. sleuth can find it. Dustin yeah. Sweetelson, <laughs> if we can find that picture mm -hmm. before the end of the segment, I kind of need to see a young Mike Palm. Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to see that. Why not? Um, Fran McCaffrey in Iowa, are you out? <sighs> boy, the talk around that program leading into the Saturday game with Wisconsin was really down. I go on a lot of different radio shows and podcasts in Iowa, and they, people were willing to give up. They really outplayed Wisconsin. I'm surprised Wisconsin got that, and I bet Wisconsin on Saturday got that game to overtime and had a chance to win, and then a nice victory in Michigan State. 
last night. Can they rally the troops? Um, look, he's had a national player of the year. He's had a runner-up national player. They just don't play any defense, Patrick. So they get to tournament. No. It's hard to get to the second weekend with that style of play. So, I mean, a lot of people are ready to turn the page and move on with someone else there. Um, he's now Iowa's all-time leader in Big Ten wins, right, because of his length. It's hard to believe with him when Lute was there. And obviously we remember Dr. Tom Davis. But uh, I would agree with it's time to move on to a different system. But at least he has a congenial personality, McCaffrey. Oh, oh yeah, he likes home. to stare down, stare psychopathic stare down. The, <laughs> that was that same Michigan State game a year ago in Iowa City where he, he stood there like this three feet from the official. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a, a bundle of joy. Think about it. There's going to be some big programs with some va – Michigan is going to have a vacancy. Oh, yes. I'd be curious to see who ends up there. Iowa could potentially have a vacancy. Louisville is going to have a vacancy. There's going to be some big-time programs with some vacancies here. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how the wheel turns. And it, do you go to the mid-major coaches? Does somebody leave another Power 5 school uh, to take the job? So that's always interesting uh, with the carousel, but a lot of it will come down to, you know, what do they do in the tournament or if they make it. I mean, I was going to have to put together a heck of a run to even make the tournament, um, possibly have to win the Big Ten. So last, when Rick Pitino got to St. John's, Mike Palm <laughs> joining us here on Sharp Money. When Rick Pitino got to St. John's, he essentially said, everybody on this roster, Dion style, has got to go. And then he brought in his guys and said, I love the culture. I love the guys I brought in. And then after losing, what, 8 of 10, Mike, he completely threw the facilities, the university, and every single player by name under the bus. What was your take from Pitino? Uh, I, I thought it was shocking. Uh, he hates the makeup of the team, his team. He hates the culture. He hates this. They can't do this. They can't do that. Um, he he had a chance. You know, he did well at Iona to try to resurrect his legacy after what happened in Louisville. This didn't help it at all. Uh, going to New York City, being in the spotlight, and then what, what are these coaches doing? Going scorched earth on their own team? I mean, Penny Hardaway was uh, with the expletives. I mean, Tim Murray always says quit watch. Everybody's on quit watch. Quit. Is Memphis on quit? St. John's. I know he's tweeting that at me again with his, his quit watch, like Clemson was on quit watch against North Carolina that, that Saturday in November when they went to Death Valley. But uh, will it inspire their team? I don't know. I mean, the way they talk about them, they don't have enough talent to be inspired to win. I think it will inspire the kids to transfer. He's a 71-year-old that got an, another shot after a nice little stint at Iona. St. John's took a chance on him. I mean, where's the accountability? Like, to sit there and say, this is the same guy that built the Celtics and then said when they were failing, he said, Larry Brown ain't walking through that door. He's, just a, he's a great coach, as you know, Mike, but he's just a dude that lacks any accountability. Yeah, in the era of the transfer portal, um, you make an interesting point. But it's, it's certainly, people will remember this when you talk about Rick Pitino and they say evaluate the coaches and somebody brings up his name. This day and what he did on Sunday, they will talk about as one of the anecdotes to describe his whole career. Think about the transfer portal. So I was watching yeah. Utah State last night, and then I dug a little deeper. So they've got Danny Sprinkle. First off, Utah State's 22-5 and five alone atop the Mountain West, which is a conference you know very well, living there for a long time. He brought back zero points from last year's team. Ashworth transfers to Creighton. He brought a couple of players with him from Montana State. He got a player from Maryland and a player from Oregon and a freshman, and he's atop Danny Sprinkle in Utah State, the Mountain West. That's, that is new college basketball. I'll never forget the end of the UNLV game. UNLV 
UNLV is up four with eight seconds left, and they'd give them a five-point play. They hit a three and a foul underneath, get the ball and score and lost. Uh, I don't know how he's doing it there. It's pretty amazing because that's that conference one through six or seven is pretty deep again. That's oh, great. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, a, you're right. I'm going to go to the tournament here. I love the tournament at the Thomas and Mac. It's one of the best tournaments, very underrated. Speaking of uh, smaller schools, I think St. Mary's is very good. I know Gonzaga's down. Don't sleep on St. Mary's not making an Elite Eight run here. Very, very well coached. And this may be Brandy Bennett's team where all the parts fit what he wanted to do best of any addition he's had. Yeah, he's got Gonzaga, not the same, yeah. obviously, with few. I, yeah, it's a great point about the Mountain West. I've got San Diego State in, Utah yep. State in. They're going to get five. They could potentially get five in. Boise State, Colorado State on the bubble right now. But they could potentially get five in at large. Yeah, I think Colorado State's more in than Boise. Boise may need need a few more, but let's hope. And then and then we can talk to Stormy when they go 0-5 and, and don't get out of the first round. <laughs> it's a Palm Wednesday oh, yes. here on Sharp. But as you heard, it's a Palm Wednesday. <laughs> and when we return, the competition starts to heat up. Palm versus the big guy right here on Sharp Money. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the brand new VSIN.com. As Mike knows, it's a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus, improved functionality, and get your education. The content's great over at VSIN.com. VSIN.com. We got you back here, Palm versus the big guy. Mike Palm with a commanding one nothing lead as we kicked it off last week. Mike, you won the coin toss oh. in the back. I am the judge, oh, oh no. jury, and prosecution. 30-second shot clock is up. Mike, you're first. The greatest college basketball team you've ever seen is? Oh, that's an interesting question because of all time, it's UCLA 72, but I never saw them. I'm going to go with Arkansas in 94. The national champs went 31-3, and and I'm splitting hairs with Duke in 92. I thought those were the best two teams I saw. That 40 minutes of hell and Nolan Richardson, I mean, very good teams. They would run out of the building, not just at Bud Walton. I'll go with the Razorbacks. Shout to Corliss Williamson. Big guy, you're up. Oh, it's an easy one for me. 2012, Kentucky Wildcats. 38-2 run. You had Anthony Davis averaging 14-10. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist guarding the perimeter. Terrence Jones, 12-7. Also had Deron Lamb shooting 46% from three. They dominated all of college basketball. Coach Cal uh, uh, accepted the one-and-done situation. And that's the last time we saw Coach Cal do anything meaningful in Lexington. (laughs) One-and-done meant national championships for Cal. (laughs) Okay, boys, I'm going to mix it up today, so get ooh, ready. Ooh, get on your toes. All over the board here. I got multiple Dustin, pages. you're up next. Sydney Sweeney is hosting SNL this weekend. Who's the greatest cast member ever on SNL? Can we just appreciate Sydney? Just give me one moment to appreciate all that is. Um, you got 30 seconds. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Farley. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you've got the Paul McCartney interview. You've got Lunch Lady Land, Bear Superfan. Uh, you've got Chippendales, which has inspired like 12 of my Halloween costumes because I'm too cheap to buy anything expensive. And finally, Matt Foley, inspirational speaker. Where does he live? In a van down by the river. I thought this question was geared around what would have been Farley's 60th birthday. But I'm going to go against the grain here and say Dennis Miller. The six seasons that he did Weekend Update, every single week, that was the funniest comedy on television, and I never missed it. If you wanted to go with a more traditional cast member, I would say Dana Carvey. Mike Palm, you're on a deserted island. Mm. You have one album to bring. Which one do you bring? I I had to split hairs here, and it's amazing because both these albums were released 80 days apart in 1994. I'm a huge Cranberries fan. Their best album was No Need to Argue, but I'm going to give the tip of the cap to those girls from H-Town. The writing's on the wall. Bills, 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 Bugaboo, Temptation, so good. <laughs> it's Destiny's Child, baby. <laughs> Destiny's Child. Whoa. I was not anticipating. Oh. All right. Mine is I, I can't focus. I can't focus on one, one group for long. So mine's a compilation. And it's called Now, That's What I Call Music, Volume 3. I think back to when, did, when was I most happiest in life? 1999, right before high school. All Star by Smash Mouth came out. What's my age again? Blink-182. Casey and JoJo, tell me it's real. Limp Biscuit, Nookie. R. Kelly, if I could turn back the hands of time. Uh, nine, 98 Degrees, the hardest thing. This is when I was happiest in my life, 1999. Now that's what, that's what I call music volume three. Dustin Sweetelson, the best fit for Justin Fields next year is? The Atlanta Falcons. It is the perfect fit for him. 
No more weather to deal with playing in a dome. He gets to go back home where he started Harrison High School uh, in Cobb County. He gets a big wide receiver in Drake London who can make up for the fact that he has some inaccuracies in his passing game. Gets to start day one with a run game with B. John Robinson. And you have Zach Robinson as the OC who spent many years learning under Sean McVay. He's coming home. He's coming home. Justin Fields is coming home. I really tried to make an argument against the Falcons, but I couldn't. Dustin laid it out very well. It's a homecoming from him. All the other talent around him on the offensive side of the ball really fits into the fact that he's not the most accurate passer or that he can make the quickest reads, but he won't have to in Atlanta. Mike Palm, the Bears are going to pick a quarterback at one, Commanders will at two, yeah. and the Pats will at three. What order should the quarterbacks go? Well, how can the Bears pass on Williams? Because if he turns out to be an all-time great, I mean, that's a, that's, that seals your fate there. I think the question is at two, is it Jaden Daniels or Drake May? I would take a shot with Jaden Daniels if I'm the Commanders. I, I think his versatility and his escapability can make up for what could be a weak offensive line. Remember, they had the most sacks in the NFL last year. And then I don't know how you get beyond May as the third choice for the Pats. Caleb Williams has to be number yeah. one. Just reset that clock, get a little salary cap to mess with everywhere else around him. Generational talent, that's an easy one. Jaden Daniels, number two. And it's going to be more defined after the NFL Combine when he runs the 40. After he runs the 40, everyone's going to realize this is what we're looking for in today's NFL. And I'm slowly coming around that Drake may may not be as bad as I thought he was. I'm seeing a lot of experts say he makes a lot of NFL throws. I just know when I watch the games, he didn't come up big when it mattered a lot at North Carolina. So I go Williams, Daniels, Drake. Dustin Sweetelson, you're back on the island. Mm. You can only have one meal for the rest of your life. What is it? It's easy, and I can definitely do it on an island because it's sushi. I go to all-you-can-eat all sushi, and I'm undefeated. I walk in the room, and they're like, he's going to put us in the uh, red today. We're not going to win. I'm getting rolls. I'm getting the sashimi. I'm getting whatever, the sushi with the big meat on top of the ball of rice. I could eat sushi. I think my most in an in individual sitting is 80, 80 pieces of sushi. You know, I actually ate this meal for like three years, three times a week. It starts with a salad with French dressing, Patrick. You must have a baked potato with butter, creamed corn, a filet mignon cooked medium. Let's finish it off with a maple butter blondie, and you must have a bottle of Asti Spumante. I don't know if we could drink, but it's fair. Okay, Mike Palm, you're up. Seinfeld or Friends? Ah, this is, to me, not really much of a comparison. I never got into Friends. I never got the point of it. All those people, what happened to them? I mean, yeah, Aniston married well and made a few movies, but the rest of them, bust-outs. Kudrow's a bit actor, Schwimmer, who heard of him? LeBlanc was always a joke. Cox peaked on family ties. How about Seinfeld? Yeah, most people would rank that in the top five. I mean, Michael Richardson had his problems, but Julie Louis-Dreyfus had her own show. Uh, Jerry's gone on to have a very successful stand-up career after the show. Famous Broadway actor star Jason Alexander. I think this is a slam dunk Seinfeld. It's friends. Joey Tribbiani is one of the funniest characters in the history of television. Chandler basically invented sarcasm in the 90s. Monica, great anchor character. But there's two stars here of the show that take it over the top. It's Rachel, Jennifer Aniston, and the best co-star they had on Friends, whoever set the thermostat before every episode began filming. 
Okay, I see what you did there. It's February. It's a gross month. Dustin Sweetelson, what's the best month of the year? I mean, you have to go to the fall. The fall, everyone knows the fall is the best, and that would be the month of October. We've gotten into conference play in college football. The World Series is on every single night. Most of the MLB playoffs. You've got NFL in full swing. We're figuring out who these teams are. But most importantly, when you walk out of your house or apartment or condo, wherever you live, there is a tinge in the air when that cold air hits your nostrils, makes you feel different on the inside, I have to go October. I'll go, like sep Palm. I'll go September, and we're splitting hairs here because they're right next to each other, but we get the kids out of the house and back to school, the start of football, <laughs> college, and NFL, the playoff races in MLB coming right down to the wire, we get to the 45-man rosters, and oh, by the way, my birthday's in September, so I'm biased. Happy birthday. Thank you. Coach K, Mike Palm is the all-time winningest college basketball coach, but who is the greatest college basketball coach of all time? Well, Dean Smith is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, and you can argue the championships and more games and all that, but I'm going to give you two stats that will never be topped. For 33 consecutive seasons, their team finished in the top three in the ACC. That will never be done again. And since the tournament expanded from 81 to 93, they made the Sweet 16 every year. There was no one as consistent as Dean Smith. By the way, he integrated the city of Chapel Hill with the sit-ins, and he integrated the ACC conference with Charlie Scott. Well, the person I'm going to go with here is the most wins at retirement, 1,098, an eight-time champion, 18 Final Fours, 16 conference title, a five-time coach of the year, and this coach never missed a single NCAA tournament or had a losing season in charge of their program because it's Pat Summit. She's the greatest college coach of all time. Okay. <laughs> He's tallying them up. First one, college basketball was a push. SNL went to Mike. Destiny's Child, Bills, Bills, Bills went to Mike. <laughs> uh -oh. The field's answer went to Dustin. Uh -huh. Quarterback's question was a push. Yep. Island went to Mike. Yeah. TV, push. Month, push. Oh. Coach, Mike. Oh. One, two, three, four to one. This is a blowout. Oh, Big guy, a, next week you're going to have to step up. There was a lot of scuttlebutt if Dustin couldn't perform. I know there was a short hook for the last guy. If Dustin couldn't perform, would they bring in a rotating guest? Who would I debate next week? Some suggested Dez. We'll see what happens. No, Mike, here's the thing. When it comes to performance, I may not be <laughs> able to do it right now Look naturally. At <laughs> Look at his face. Oh, this is what I live I, for on Wednesdays. I may, I may not be able to do it. I, Mike, Mike I, have pill, I have pills at home that will help me perform. <laughs> Look at that done. He's done. We, lo we lost him. We lo He's done. It's over. He's gone. We're not getting him back. His earpiece <laughs> fell out. <laughs> Oh, he's a mess. I've never seen him that red. He's the same color as the background. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Mike. Thank you. <laughs>a couple of things. One, Palm was just in for Palm versus the big guy. I'm Patrick Maher, live from L.A. That, of course, is Dustin Sweetelson, live at the D, downtown Las Vegas. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. So I should explain the fit of laughter. 
Uh, there are certain things that get me. Sometimes it's just weird, random stuff, and that one got me. Let's bring in the big guy here so we can explain a little bit. So the big guy got trounced today in Palm versus the big guy. And then Palm said, are we going to bring in somebody to take me on next week? And he mentioned Des Schultz. Now, Des is an OG here at VEASAN. She and Ken just had a beautiful baby named Ken. They're our lead engineers. They're amazing people. But I think on the planet, Des Schultz would agree, the last person that ever wants to come on VEASAN and debate anything about sports would be the one and only Des. So when Mike said, who's coming to debate me next, Des, I know her so well, I just lost it. And that is, I, I had a hard time pulling it together. Of course, that's why I just want to explain the fit of laughter. I, I mean, did I frame that well, big guy? Yeah. Des is not interested in coming on Beeson and debating sports. Well, she's like the best because she has the best disposition, the best attitude, always positive, loves everyone, putting good into the universe. And honestly, she'd be the worst person to debate because she'd probably just compliment all of Mike's answers. Yeah, yeah, you did a great job. Oh, that's good, Mike. Great job. I now, believe Julian you. Edlow had hit us up. Let's get a couple of clarifications here. He bet earlier today Richmond at Rhode Island, uh, lane four, just for correction. The number is up to five. So, again, you know, lay it at your own peril. But if Julian, if it lands four, three, just know what he's telling you. He said he bet it at four. So that's very important there. Uh, we're going to get to a clip. Last night, I think it was Ryan Wilson that was on VEASAN primetime, and he dra he's a draft analyst. He was breaking down J.J. McCarthy. We're going to give you an idea of how bipolar the draft can be and draft season can be. But first, big guy, let's hear from new part of the family, Alan Bell. Go ahead and set this up. Yeah, our guy, Alan Bell, we go way back with him. Used to come on the old show, came on with you on VEASAN a few times before I came over. Great guy, doing his own thing in the betting space and likes to hand out winners. So he's going to college basketball. Here's Alan Bell's first Sharp Money Family Play of the Day. Buddy, this is Alan Bell from Driving the Line, and we have one play for you tonight that I think you're going to enjoy. Excellent college basketball game between Dayton and George Mason. We are going to take the over 134, and I will tell you why. Number one, these are two excellent basketball teams, both having won 16-plus games. Dayton already crossing the 20-win marker. George Mason looking to do the same here soon. But we're going to take points because, number one, it's going to be a highly contested game back and forth, and that's exactly what we want for an over because, remember, blowouts lead to unders. Number two, both teams coming off decent-sized rest, and they are excellent this season in regards to overs and scoring points with that extended rest play. And both teams need to, quite frankly, win this game. And that's why we're going to play the over. Because, again, keep it simple. These are two teams that are going to attack offensively. And you don't have to play a spread in this one. Just sit back, enjoy, and watch the points fly. Thank you. Well done, Alan Bell. Right now the number is sitting 134. He gave it out 134, so we're good as far as transparency. Alan Bell, you can check out the podcast on YouTube. He does a great job. He's a very sharp guy. If you like college baseball and you want to bet some college baseball, Driving the Line is the name of his podcast. So thank you to Alan and, of course, Julian Edlow from The Sweat DraftKings, and welcome to the family. Now, we've talked about this ad nauseum. We were talking about Justin Fields earlier today, and we played a clip. Again, the Fields thing's hilarious because he went on with the St. Brown brothers, and he said – People take social media too seriously. 
And he said, the reason I unfollowed the Bears is because I also unfollowed the NFL. Okay, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. And then he, at the same time, followed B. John Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. They happen to be on the team that leads the market right now as your betting favorite at minus 130 at DraftKings to land Justin Fields as the Bears are going to move on. They have the number one overall pick. So that's kind of hilarious. We've got a Russell Wilson watch going on as well. Also, you're probably going to have one through three in the forthcoming draft this spring go one two and three quarterback. Now what order Caleb Williams is minus 900 at DraftKings. go one overall. That's the assumption. Drake may has been talked about as the second best quarterback on the board. I don't see it. I'd take Jaden Daniels, but one, two or three, those guys are going to go. JJ McCarthy has been discussed and it probably started with Jim Harbaugh. Who was doing PR for him when he got hired there with the Los Angeles chargers, JJ McCarthy, the quarterback there at Michigan, he has such a, a variance when it comes to the analysis. Like some people say he's the best quarterback in the draft. Some people say they wouldn't draft him. I'd like to, again, reaffirm this goes back to college football season. I wouldn't draft JJ McCarthy. I don't think JJ McCarthy is going to be a pro or legitimately a starter. Is he a backup? Sure. Size. He's got a fine arm. The mentality, I know people that went to Michigan. I don't know if the mentality's quite there. I'll just say this. I'm not in on J.J. McCarthy. Do you know who is? Daniel Jeremiah. You've heard the name, bantied about in draft circles for many, many years. And we can go ahead and throw up Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. He's got Caleb 1. He's got Drake May 3. And he does have a wide receiver going to New England, Marvin Harrison Jr., who many think is the best player in the draft, regardless of position at number three, Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver, of course, Alt, the tackle, Jaden Daniels, then going to the Giants, woof, as far as the quarterback that's already there. And then you see number eight, Daniel Jeremiah, very respected, has J.J. McCarthy going to the Falcons at eight. So that would then usurp what we just said about Justin Fields going to, this is why this is so dramatic and bipolar. So we just talked about the market right now saying Fields is going to land up with the Falcons. Daniel Jeremiah, who's probably not paying attention to betting, which doesn't help. He's got J.J. McCarthy going to the Falcons. And then last night, Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VEASAN Primetime, which follows us here on VEASAN and Sharp Money, they had Mr. Wilson on the program. And Dustin, you want to set up the clip? Because I think he falls more in line with my way of thought when it comes to J.J. McCarthy and not Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah, and I believe uh, Jonathan Von Tobel does as well, which led to him asking about J.J. McCarthy. I have a third-round grade on J.J., and Ooh. that's not on yes. him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's not on him. <laughs> oh, it's I mean, just on that he was he wasn't asked to do a lot. Yep. And it's it's wild to me that we live in a world where every time I talk to someone, whether it's my buddy Rick Spielman or Scouts, they're like, Yeah, this guy's gonna be that guy and I'm like, All right, based on what? Because I hear you guys not incredibly impressed with Michael Penix Junior and we talk about what do they put on tape. Few people have put uh, as good a good to tape out there is Michael Penix Jr. the last two years. And are there flaws in Michael Penix Jr.'s game? For sure. But here's the thing with, with J.J. McCarthy. Great athlete, great arm. I question his decision-making because he's not asked to make a lot of decisions. And the thing I come back to is when Jim Harbaugh arrived in San Francisco, he got the most out of Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick in back-to-back years. He, it was an immediate turnaround. Knowing that and knowing what kind of coach he is, why wasn't he asking J.J. to do more if he's, if he's a, a top-ten pick? And I've heard top 10 conversation with JJ. So he very well may go that high. 
But I, I right now, based on what I've seen, and he's not going to play any more college football. I don't know why, unless he blows the roof off these interviews and he, and he has, you know, he, he does whatever to convince me that he deserves to be a first round pick. I don't know why suddenly he he's in that conversation. I get the athleticism and all the other stuff that we talk about, but I just didn't see it over the course of his career. That's that's where I come down on. That's why I have him going in the third round. But I suspect he will go very much higher than that. Yes, he will. And if you're taking a look, that's Ryan Wilson last night. Good job by the boys there on VEASAN primetime. He's got him graded as a third-round quarterback, that being Ryan Wilson and J.J. McCarthy. And that gives you an idea of the bipolar nature of the draft because Jeremiah's got, to go, got him going not just top 10. He's got, to go, got him going eight overall to the Falcons. I would take Penix Jr. I would take Bo Nix well before I'd take J.J. McCarthy. Well, do you want to know who the favorite is, according to DraftKings, to draft J.J. McCarthy? I'd love to. All right. We only have 10 draft spots shown on that Daniel Jeremiah mock draft. He has them going to number 11. That would be the Minnesota Vikings. You're saying DraftKings right now. That's what DraftKings has. favorite? Plus 450. The second team would then be pick number 13. The Las Vegas Raiders at 5-1, to one, followed by the Broncos, also tied 5-1. to one, And the Falcons at plus 550, and they draft earlier than all those other teams at number 8. Okay, you can check out those odds over at DraftKings. Now, your opinion on McCarthy is what? Um, I have come around to think there's developmental genes there and traits. But tell me the big-time throws he was making over and over again. Made a couple against Alabama. Sure, that, that's one thing. But he is not a guy who fits today's NFL being able to make, quote-unquote, all the throws to me. Okay, there you have it. There's only going to be more scuttlebutt surrounding McCarthy as we get closer to the draft in the spring. When we return, Russell Wilson, his numbers from DraftKings and three-point stance, NFL News. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. So quickly, this is how crazy social media is, and it's taken over college athletics and sports in general. We just talked about Justin Fields. I'll get to the DraftKings read in a second, but we just talked about Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears. And then he said, just because you don't follow a girl on Instagram doesn't mean you don't mess with her. And then he went and followed all the dudes with the Falcons. Well, Dan Hurley last night after UConn got blown out of the gym by Creighton, he was walking off the court and the student section there at Creighton was absolutely just clubbing him, just saying things that you shouldn't say. And Hurley fought back as, of course, the coach and probably should set a better example. He fought back against the student section and said some unsavory things. Dan Hurley, one hour ago on social media, on his official account. If you didn't see Game of Thrones, there was a part in Game of Thrones where a lady was walking through the middle of a crowd and everybody was throwing stuff at her and screaming shame, shame. She had to do the walk of shame. Dan Hurley just imposed his face over the lady's body and had him on his official X account, the coach of UConn walking through people throwing crap at him and shaming him. Ladies and gentlemen, 2024. And ladies and gentlemen, DraftKings. You get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 right now. This is exclusive for VEASAN viewers and listeners. Five bucks, get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bet. If your first bet loses, download the app and use the promo code VEASAN, V-S-I-N, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We got you back here on Sharp Money. No shame in our game. Presented by DraftKings. That just made me laugh. Dustin Sweetelson, the big guy there, hanging out downtown Las Vegas at the D. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. It made me laugh just because it's like Hurley is a surly dude and not somebody that you expect to be up on social media. But even he has fallen into the trap of needing to participate, which makes me laugh. I like it because you're leaning into something that can look bad and you're making it funny. And in the world of recruiting, I think a lot of players are going to find it admirable from Dan Hurley. Can I give you one note on Justin Fields and the Instagram stuff? Sure. I was once in an Instagram Live when Justin Fields was still at Ohio State of a young lady watching her get ready with her friends to go out for the night. She was beautiful. One of the most beautiful people on the planet. And all of a sudden I look, Justin Fields has entered the chat. So I know he's very well versed in Instagram because he scouts talent like I do. And while I was watching this Instagram live of this young lady and her friends get ready to go out, Justin Fields showed up to say, what's up, ladies? 
So he's active on Instagram, but not actively following the Bears because he's not going to be playing for the Bears. And he's actively following everybody in his hometown of the Atlanta Falcons, which then parlays into a little three-point stance NFL news of the day. We've got Wes Reynolds coming up at the top of the hour. He's on a heater as far as the picks over at vcin.com. Big guy, what's up? Uh, let's begin with Justin Fields where we just were because uh, I know this is a destination you think makes sense for Justin Fields when you look at some of the options and DraftKings has market up where the Falcons are the favorite at minus 130 to land him, bring him back home to the Peach State. But there's a team out there that I think we all agree desperately needs a quarterback, and that's all they're away from, from really contending in the AFC. And Justin Fields was asked how he feels about playing in certain stadiums, and this team's name came up. Yeah, top three. <laughs> no order top three, Minnesota. I'll go with the Lions, and I'll go with um... – Pittsburgh. All right. Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right. So Pittsburgh that's on the St. Brown was, Brothers was, was podcast. All right. So a quick clip where he was thinking, and you could tell he was thinking, what does my agent want me to say here? <laughs> so at number one, Justin Field said, the Pittsburgh Steelers, he loves playing at Heinz Field. And right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are three and a half to one to land Justin Fields. All right. What else? Uh, let's see. Antonio Pierce. Remember. Took over the Raiders. They beat the Chiefs. So does he have the recipe? Does he have a different game plan? He went on Max Crosby's pod podcast and talked about beating the Chiefs and how they approached Patrick Mahomes. Who's last time to beat the Chiefs? Oh, good, man. These dudes, you know what I mean? Like, they did that. Yeah. So it's okay. It's cool. Like, like I told them, like, we're running back. We'll yeah. see them again. They got to see us. We got to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And we already gave in, we already given a recipe of how to do it. You got the Jordan rules, and we, we I'm calling it now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Okay. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. <laughs> okay, so. That's Antonio Pierce, who's definitely got some swag, the new head coach there with the Raiders, who are in the market for Justin Fields at 11-1. to 1. And he said, the Pistons back in the day had the Jordan rules, and now we have the Mahomes rules. Okay, he's got it figured out. Uh, it's your team, too, the Pistons. So I don't know if I'd really talk about what they did with Patrick Mahomes as equal to what your Pistons were doing with Michael Jordan, though. It was, they got to him, but it wasn't quite like that. Do you know what the Jordan rules was about? It was about making sure he doesn't get open looks? Well, the Jordan rules was a book written by the great Sam Smith. He was writing at the Chicago Tribune at the time. I believe Bill A.D. was his editor at the time. The same Bill A.D. that runs the Visa newsletter. I believe he was the editor there at the Chicago Tribune or editor-in-chief, one of the two. And Sam Smith, he got turned down by a bunch of book companies because he wanted to publish a book where essentially in the 90 and 91 season, he followed the bears. And in doing so, he finally picked up a publisher, followed the bears. It's one of the best books. If you like sports books, it's called the Jordan rules. And it gives you, it's kind of that first look inside a locker room. Uh, it's one of the first, uh, I should say inside a locker room. And it gives you a very intimate portrait of Jordan and of course the bulls. And really what it comes down to is the bad boy pistons who were physical. 
they came up with a defensive strategy of locking down Jordan and letting the rest of the team, uh, the rest of the Bulls beat them, and those were dubbed the Jordan rules. So, yeah, you were good. You were right well, on but, with that. But what's interesting about it, like this is just like timing is everything. I didn't realize that book came out, and he it was the first season that they had won a title. Like, he happened to be writing the book, following them with to put this together the first year they won their title. Like, it would be one thing, you know, if it came the third title, the second, whatever, but the fact that he happened to go before they could get over the hump to write that book, all right, you got me now. I'm a little intrigued. The more you know, big guy, the more you know. What else do you got? All right, this from Jordan Schultz was interesting. I don't totally understand the NFL salary cap, and I think that's how they get away with it because all of a sudden teams can move money around and have cap space out of nowhere. But he had this report last night about Dak Prescott said Prescott might command a contract worth up to $60 million per year. His cap number for next year is already at 59.45. He cannot be tagged next year, meaning he can become an unrestricted free agent no matter what. He also has a no-trade clause. And if he were to leave, Dallas would have to take on $36.4 million in dead money for 2025. So playing this season for 2025, he'd be a $36.4 million dead cap hit, which just seems astronomical to me. Who's the story from? Jordan Schultz. That's a non-story. What is the story? The, uh, fact, the, the cap goes up every offseason, so it really it's just about plugging in as far as the market's concerned, who's up as far as quarterbacks to get the next contract. Well, it's not necessarily about the number. It's just who's up next. Well, no, he's going to be up. And if he leaves via free agency, if they let him just walk and don't sign him to another deal and extension, they'd be hit with $36.4 million. So the incentive is on Dallas to lock him up and make that deal happen as soon as possible. Yeah, and he's got a sycophant. His sycophant is the Jer- Jerry Jones, his sons, and the family. He's not go- Dak Prescott's not going anywhere. If Dak Prescott were to be let go by the Cowboys or they didn't resign him, he'd just get whatever compensatory number is from another team. Totally. These, these quarterbacks are hard to find. Even if you have Dak Prescott outside your top 10, somebody else is going to pay him whatever the market value is. No. Can, can you do better than Dak Prescott? The answer is 95% no. Yeah, you could do better than Dak, but let's see the plan. <laughs> the answer is always this. For any fan base, including myself, who bitched about Jared Goff, that's very much my quarterback now because we don't have another option. Like, where's the tertiary option? If you're going to – that's what – every time these quarterbacks up for, are up for a big deal, the same, every single fan base bitches that he's not worth the money. The money is insignificant. It's just market value. So then if you want to move on from the quarterback, that's another conversation. But the money is essentially set. You just – the next person up gets paid whatever market value is for the position. But And that's why the Cowboys need to get it done as soon as possible because you want to pay him before a bunch of other people get paid because the price just keeps going up and up and up for him. $60 million may not be it if he's making 59.4 next season. Yeah, hate it or love it if you are John Goulet and a Cowboys fans, Femi – He's getting married soon, a Cowboys fan. Dave Ross, host here at VEASAN, Cowboys fan. Hate it or love it, Dak's going to be your quarterback for the next six or seven years. That's just the way it is. When we return, of course, host here at VEASAN, Wes Reynolds is going to join. He's on a heater over at VEASAN.com slash picks, and he joins us next year on Sharp Money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.